You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Go with the past, but today we want to go to the past. Okay? So that's the title. And then I have a verse. Just one verse. I, I try to bring like four or five, but then I'm like, I only got ten minutes, man. I can't bring all these verses. So the verse is Matthew 6.15. It says, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Okay. And with that, with that verse, you know, we're going to come back to it towards the end. I just want to share a little bit of how I was brought up, you know, how my family situation was. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to focus a lot on my dad, Oscar Corella. He passed away about eight years ago in my arms at the hospital. Um, you know, being raised, you know, with my beautiful mom, you know, five kids. Um, I still remember my dad, you know, I used to go to work with him on Saturdays, wake up early in the morning. And I love those days, man. Saturday was going and being with him and all day just hanging out at my uncle. It was my uncle's company. So really, um, but I never got an I love you from my dad. That's like, man, and I, and, and I wouldn't tell him I love you either because it wasn't really a, you know, we really, really understand that language. You know, now my, my 18, my 4-year-old, my daughter, I always want to, I, I love you, I love you. That it's not, I even tell grown men here in this church, I love you. Yes. And, and it's so natural now. I say, hey, I love you, man. I love, and they tell me right back, I love you. At first we say, I love you. I'll be like, oh, man, you know. You know, I'm like, I felt, Kanoa was one of the first ones up in here. I saw him earlier. He always, hey, I love you, man. And then the first time I'm like, what the heck did he just tell me? I'm like. And then the second time, I love you. And then it was like, okay, I think, okay, I, I think I could accept this. I love you from a man. And now I like, I tell everybody, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love all you also. Okay. So, so my dad, Oscar Corella, you know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about his life. You know, his parents died in a car crash when he was three years old. You know, he was literally raised by his grandma that was an alcoholic like in a gang environment, you know, he got married young. His first son, seven, I mean, he had three, three with his first marriage. One son, they killed him when he was 17. The other one got locked up when he was 17. My half-brother, Rudy, which he's doing life in prison. He's been down 42 years. And then my uncle, the one, he was a millionaire. He owned a company in L.A. He died in an airplane crash with my cousin, which was his son, he was 17. So really the Corella family, you know, the man, there's like been a lot of tragic death. And it keeps going. My nephew, the son of Rudy Corella that's locked up, Rudy Corella Jr., he overdosed about four years ago. So it's pretty been like, it's been like a hard Corella, you know. You know, and I thank God, I, I, you know, I have two Corellas, you know. So that's going to, the Corella's going to keep going. But, but differently now, it's going to be different now. So with that said, you know, my relationship with my dad wasn't that good. You know, all this stuff. And then my mom and my dad, they ended up being divorced. So I was about seven years old. You know, I'm, I'm being raised, no father. And I thought I was okay. You know, I, you know, I, I, I did school. I dropped out of school. I, I didn't do too good, taking good decisions. But I thought my relationship with my dad was okay. Like, okay, you know what, that's life, you know. Your parents get divorced. Your dad doesn't tell you I love you. You don't tell him I love you. It's all good. It's okay. Nothing happens. Right? 
And then um, when, when my mom and dad, they get divorced and I'm raising up, it's like my dad, I, I still remember these days that he's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, go see you. And I remember I'll be waiting for him, like so anxious. I'll be getting ready early. If he would say 1 o'clock, I'll be ready like by 10 a.m. Showered, my, my twin sister's ready to go. And you know what? He wouldn't show up 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. And even, I'll be waiting up to like 9 p.m. for him. I would get that phone. I would blow up his house phone like crazy. And I still remember my mom used to tell me, hey, he's not coming. Oh, no, you don't even know. He's coming. He's coming. And then from there, I would just run to my room and cry, cry, just cry, cry myself to sleep. And this happened so many times. And it just happened. And I thought it was, you know, it was normal. I thought, you know, that's the life I have. And I didn't really think much of it. So I would pretty much, you know, throughout the years uh, that he would go, he was going to go visit me five times. The five times he never made it that day. He would show up like a week later. So those were five nights that I would really cry out. Like I would go to sleep crying. Not really knowing, you know, what, what's going on. I thought it was okay, naturally, you know. And then Emerge comes this last year. This is going to be my fourth one that I'm going to. So my third one. Pastor Jeff was preaching about, about fatherless, something about not, not being raised by a father. So I'm right there, you know, we're with our team, and I'm, you know, I'm hearing the, the, the preaching, and I'm, I'm okay. I'm hearing the whole preaching, and I'm like, yeah, this is some good stuff. You know, yeah, you know, maybe I was raised without a, he was raised without a dad. I was raised without a dad also, so it's all natural. It's all good. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm there, and then I step up to the front where our team was up, and I close my eyes. Man. As soon as I closed my eyes, God took me back to my past. He took me to where I was at those times where he wouldn't come pick me up and I would go cry to my room. He took me to that past. And when I was there and closing my eyes, literally God showed me a vision that he was there with me, crying with me. Every single time that I was crying, God was with me. And it's so real the way I'm looking at you. It was so real the vision that I had with God. So I would, I, and then it lasted like, like three, four minutes. And, and man, I started, I didn't cry. I was weeping. Like something inside of me that I thought wasn't there, that didn't exist, that I didn't even know it was, you know, that it was like, okay, it's life. But I had so much breakthrough that, that day. That, that sermon, that, that vision God gave me. That he took me back and, and there was a healing. Like if God just came into my heart and operated something that I didn't even know that I was sick of or that I had a problem. That, you know what it was? That I had to forgive my dad. That's what God gave me that breakthrough that day. Forgive your dad, Tony. And I actually forgave him. And without my dad telling me sorry, I actually accepted his forgiveness. I accepted his forgiveness. And with that, man, I just, I was weeping, but then I wasn't weeping of sadness. I was just weeping of breakthrough. I was weeping of now, what father are you going to become, Tony? Are you going to be that father that, you know what, doesn't show up? That when you say you're going to do something, you don't do it. No, all the opposite. I'm actually going to show up. I'm going to be the best father, the best example that I could be. <laughs> So pretty much, you know, this is what I want to share today. The breakthrough that God has to us, just sometimes we got to go to our past. Sometimes we, we think that, you know, it didn't really harm us, that we're okay. 
but there's something in there. But that you got to permit God to come back to it and really heal you. And it might not even be your father. It might be a family member, a situation, a person. But you know what? I think we're at the place. This is the best church that we could be at. Not just because I'm here. This church is about growing, transformation, about healing. And maybe we got to go back and forgive somebody. Forgive somebody or even receive their forgiveness without them asking for forgiveness. Because the only one that's going to have breakthrough is you and me. So you know what? I can't wait for this Emerge 2022. So get ready because you know what? God has so much for every single one of us. So if you haven't been there, it's time for you to sign up. And you know what? Those wives, those girlfriends, signing them up without them knowing. Pack their stuff and send them off. Because March 3rd through 5th, there's going to be breakthrough for you and me. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, how amazing was that? Goodness. Woo. Preacher in the house. Coming up next, we have a Eastlake Campus original gangster. Been here from the very beginning. Give it up, please, for the best, one of the best family men I know. Best father, best husband. Give it up for Pastor Sal Sines. Come on. Oh, all right. Woo. Let's go, huh? Great word, Tony. Where you at? Great word, Tony. I think there's a theme going on. I'm going to talk a little bit about my father. No, no I just <laughs> Exodus 20, honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which, you, which the Lord your God is giving you. So about 10 years when we came to, to um, Awaken Church, before we came a couple, day, a couple week, uh, months before, we were making preparations to come. Um, we were at another church, but God gave me a word and says, I want you to be a good, I want you to be a good father. It made no sense to me because um, people who know me, I didn't really have a good relationship with my own father. <laughs> so I'm like, be a good father. How am I going to do that? At the time, my two sons, at the time I only had two, I have three now. But at the time, my two sons were uh, six and five, six and five. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll figure that out. I don't know what that means, but God, I'm going to hold on to that word. So, um... Here we go, fast forward, um, where we're at now, and I started going to this thing they call Emerge. And I was like, what is this? You know, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't get it. I, my other church, I would never go to men's events. I never, I was always trying to be with the youth because I was the youth pastor, you know, that crazy youth pastor. That was me. <laughs> you know, I always just wanted to be with the youth because it just seemed cooler. Like, it's just, oh, man, it's nice. These older men, they were crying all the time, and I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on in their life. I'm sure they had issues, you know, I don't know, but I just, I, I did not want to go. That just freaked me out. I didn't want to do that. So here, when we just, I'm like, oh, great. I was telling my wife, like, oh, great. It's going to be another one of these where they just cry or they, sh there's, there's nothing impacting is what I felt. I got real issues, I got real problems. I need something real. I don't have time to waste on a weekend that if I go, is this really going to impact my life? And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this a try. And I remember going to this uh, conference at the time, I think it was in Ramona and Emerge. And it was just a bunch of men worshiping God. 
And I just got lost in my, my first emergency. I just got lost in worship for, you know, I would, get, I would worship God, but there was times I'm just like, this, I just needed this. I just felt God downloading something to me directly. And I'm just in worship like, man, this feels so good. You know, just getting refreshed, getting a vision, figuring out, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? And I would come back and I was pumped, right? I was ready to go. You know, ready to go through a wall. And, and so that happened year after year after year. And then they started having this thing called rite of passage for my sons. You know, they started getting older. They can go. I remember taking Joshua. He was 12 years old. <clears throat> and, and we had a moment where he would, and he went to the first rite of passage and it's tough. You know, anybody, we go, they have these football pads and they're blasting these kids. You know what I mean? And these kids are trying to go through and they're getting hit. But it was pretty cool at the time. You as a father would run with them. And you're telling, hey, you can do it. Don't worry about it. You can make it. Don't worry. You're there. I'm there with you. Don't you? And you're speaking this life into your son as he's running. And it's just something impacting not just for me but for him. You know, and he goes through it, and we're, and, and he goes, at the end, he's running, he's got to go through this pool, dives in, pops out, and he's just spent. He's done. So at the end of this, you get this, um, you get this medal that you're going to put on your son at the end, and you have this embrace. I had this embrace with my son Joshua, and we're just praying, and we're hugging, and we're just, it's just a special moment, just him and I. And it's just phenomenal. I'm like, wow, is this, this is amazing. This is amazing. <clears throat> and so we go through that. And, and later he's, uh, he's, he gets an um, opportunity to speak to the youth. And he shares that story to the youth. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. God, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to, to share in that moment with my son. And, and that it impacted him so much that he shared how impactful that was, you know what I mean? And, and so that's so great. I, I still didn't get it. This father, my, um, when God told me 10 years ago, why don't you be a good father? I still didn't, it, it didn't, I didn't get reminded of this. I didn't even remember, <laughs> you know what I mean? So now fast forward a couple more years. I don't know if we have the photo, if it's up or not. But now my son Caleb, he's going to go through the rite of passage. And we share, we share this same moment. Oh, the one before that, I'm sorry, the one before that. <laughs> so we share the same moment. Now, this is what, you know, me and Joshua share, but now me and my other son, Caleb, we're sharing the same moment. And I'm just like, it's unbelievable. Something that I felt, what is this emerge thing? What is this about? Am I going to get anything? Is anything going to change in me? Am I going to get impacted? And I was unbelievable. I was impacted. I'm made, like, I, can't, I can't even put it into words. That, that, that what, we're, what, we're, what we're putting... What God is, is putting on the inside of us and we're getting to share with our sons and having a moment like that, it's amazing to me. <clears throat> um, it's amazing because, because you are getting impacted. You do get to experience God in a total different level, in a total different way. And if you have sons, you get to impart in them what God's put on the inside of you. It's not just for you, but it's for your kids. It's for so many other things that are coming. So it's... <clears throat> Praise God. Amen. And so, if we could put the next one on, that, that was a good one too. Thank you guys. <laughs> the next picture. And that's us right there. That's my two sons. They went through it. And I just felt like such a responsibility when, before I came to this church. I didn't understand it. But now God reminded me, hey, remember when I told you I wanted you to be a good father? Well, there you go. That's what it means to be 
a good father. It means to stay in it no matter how hard it gets, how hard the responsibility it is. You stay in it. You stay the course. Men, you stay the course. Yes, the responsibility is heavy. Yes, it gets hard. Yes, whatever comes, you can carry it. You can do it, man. There's nothing you can't do because God is with you. And there's other people on the other side of the responsibility that you're carrying. As you carry that responsibility, as you're moving forward, where God is leading you, it's not just for you. And what would have happened, I remember feeling this responsibility super heavy before, before I came here. A guy felt God telling me, this is what your father felt. And your father left you. And I was 10 years old. My dad left. He left you. This is what God was telling me. Here's the responsibility. And I just felt, oh, man, I felt like leaving. I felt, I, I had never shared this. But I just felt like, I, don't, I, don't, I can't handle this. I got to go. I didn't leave, obviously. You know. But it was such God showing me. And, hey, but look where you're at. Look at what, look what you're doing. You are breaking things because I'm with you. And, and, and as you continue to stay in me, things are being broken. And, and, and I just keep going, you're amazing, God. This is amazing because you're doing this with me. Who the heck am I? You know what I mean? This is crazy. You know, I shouldn't be here. I should not be here at this pulpit. I shouldn't have these amazing kids and this amazing wife. I shouldn't have it. But why? I stayed faithful to God. I carried that responsibility. I said, uh -uh, it's not happening in my house. I'm going for it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to let it beat me. I'm not going to let the enemy beat me. I'm not going to let him put me down. I'm not going to say, put him in a cave and he's not going anywhere. Not me. Uh-uh. I got too much to live for. I got too many things to do. I got men I have to raise. I got things I got to do. I don't got time to worry about how heavy this is going to be. How hard it's got to do. It doesn't matter. Hey, bring it. Because I'm going through it. If, this, if there's something I've done, that's all right. I'm going to continue going forward. Why? Because God is with me. I'm going for it. You know what I mean? i got to go. I can't. I don't have time to worry about how is this going to happen. So God reminded me. Remember when, remember when I told you I wanted you to be a good father? Well, there it is. And I was like, oh. so, I mean, what else do you have for me, God? But it took, it took me to step out of my comfort zone. It took me to say, okay, I'm going for it. It might be uncomfortable. And I'm not, it could be uncomfortable for you men. I tell you, it, it's worth it. It's worth it. You might be sitting here like, what else? We might, not talk, we might not be talking about just emerge, but you might be here in this place like, what's uncomfortable? You're not doing something. You're like, oh, I don't want to just get uncomfortable. Go for it. Because what's on the other side? What is on the other side? My family is what was on the other side of me stepping into this church and being the man that God has developed in this house, getting around great men that are here, great men that are pouring in, that are looking into me, say, hey man, you need to do, it's like, that's true. You gotta be coachable, you gotta be teachable, you gotta be able to take a word <laughs> that's discipline, and you gotta be like, okay, there's some reason why he's telling me this. There's some reason that he's telling me this. Let me analyze it. God, okay, what is it that's in me that he's seeing that I don't see? And I need, to try, I need to change it. That's how you're gonna become a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better employee, a better business owner. You don't have it all together, but there's men around you that can see things and they're going to say, hey, man, you should really think about this. And we, You're right. Let me take a step back and look at this. So I, I wanted to share with that. Um, I just wanted to bless you guys. It's such, a, it's such an honor 
to be here with you. It's such an honor. It's such an honor. I love you guys. Thank you, pastors. Thank you. Come on. I'm sensing a theme. It's pretty crazy. Somehow every time we do a 3 by 10 they're all woven together. Um, and uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Next. One of my favorite people, one of a, my very best friends. He has um, just gone from strength to strength, glory to glory, and watching his life transform has been um, just remarkable. So I want you to please welcome, to close it down, Jorge Mendez. Thank you. Good morning, church. Woo! Woo! Thank you, you guys. You may be seated. I think they gave me like 30 minutes, so get comfortable. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, it's, it's really an honor to, to get to, you know, share what God has done in my life through Immerse or everything. And I got to give honor to my wife, my teammate. She's always there for me. She always lifts me up. You know, she takes weight off my shoulders. She pushes me forward. I love it. And then Pastor Mike and Katie, you guys are the, the best leaders that we could hope for. God spoke to her and I shared it before. Pastor Jürgen and Leanne, same thing. We, we, none of us would be here if it wasn't for them. How brave they are, how courageous, how, how crazy their faith is, their vision. So let's give it up for them. And then also, and man, man, my co-captain, Tony Correa, man, there's no, there's no heart man that has, uh, uh, there's no man that has a, here, you, here, let me slow down. That always happens to me. I get excited and I try to talk faster than I think. My co-captain, man, the, the biggest heart that I've ever seen, like down to the detail, the little, you know, piece of paper on the ground, he'll pick it up and. Man, I love that you're breaking the cycle. You're breaking those cycles. And that's what it's about. Pastor Sal, wherever he went, man, like, there is no man that I know that is always as happy as he is. You, yeah, he's probably by himself and, like, laughing when he's at home. That's probably Pastor Sal. So there go, like, three minutes. All right, let's get going. So um, obviously there's a, there's a theme and none of this was planned. Uh, it always happens. Last time it was something else. This time, as soon as they called me like, hey, three by 10, I was like, yes, definitely. And I always like turn on the antennas like to hear, to get a download, a word, a keyword. And, and it was a uh, fatherlessness and, and it's something else that I'll get into right now. And uh, I won't get into it too much because I did it last time, but um, I didn't have the best father either. He was there, but he wasn't there at the same time. He was dealing with himself. He, my, my dad lost his dad when he was nine, and he had to start working when he was nine, so his life was hard. He didn't have anybody to show him what a father was, and we, we weren't Christian. Like, he didn't know God, so he lived a hard life himself, you know? And so I, I didn't have that growing up. He wasn't there for my development. He didn't show me what a, a, you know, like a, a strong man, a man of God is like, so... Um, I had to take it upon myself. Like I, I got saved when I was eight, 19, almost 20, 20. And so like by then I already had, you know, made certain uh, habits or cycles in my mind. And I had already canceled myself from, from certain things because I didn't have the background, because I didn't have anybody to show me, to guide me or whatever. And, and that was all just lies of the enemy. And so um, it wasn't until Emerge that I really saw what a man of God looks like. What I, what, I mean, my, there was restoration. I don't want to leave it as, as everything was wrong with my dad. There was restoration. We got saved and he, he I remember one time we were at a family camp at our previous church a long time ago and, and, and he had an encounter with God where God set him free from drug addiction and he got on his knees and he hugged us all as a family and he asked for forgiveness and, and that started a, you know, a, a good relationship where, where there was a lot of redemption and stuff. But there was a lot of stuff that was already settled in my heart that, that I didn't get to, to grow to. So then when I go to Emerge and I start seeing 
I mean, I was at the rite of passage just crying like a baby, seeing a father and a son running together and the, the, the dad encouraging his son. Like, the first time I went to Emerge, I did not want to compete in anything because I was scared. Like, just being completely transparent with you. Like, I was scared. I was, I was afraid. I was uh, uh, insecure. Like, I didn't think I could do it. Like, I would see, I, I thought that everybody else was better than me. Because I never had somebody behind me saying, hey, son, you got it. Come on, you're good. Oh, you, you're, this. you're so good at this. You're so good at that. And second emerge, you know, I got a little bit better. I got a little bit into it, but I wanted, I, I played my strengths. You know, I'm better at like leading or I could be strategized. Like that was my, that was my front. Because really I was still scared. I was still afraid because I still didn't have that, be, you know, I had met a lot of men. And I had a lot of good examples and I started seeing the cycles that I needed to break, but I still didn't have that. There was still healing in my heart that hadn't happened. And then I remember, um, so the third year was better. And then last year, because uh, of certain encounters that happened, last year I was able to go all in. I was able to just jump in into everything. And, and it's because of this. Um, the Apostle Paul talks about how there could be many leaders, but there's only a few fathers. You know, and like all, all of us as men, we are leaders. We get to lead our families. We get to lead our families. It's not a burden. It's an honor. We get to raise children. We, we get to raise culture changers, marketplace leaders, you know, influencers, politicians, the next president of the United States, men or women. We get to do that. But we have to be fathers. We have to be fathers. And there's no excuse. Like I could say, well, I didn't have a dad. So what? Every day is a new day. Anyway, going back to Emerge, I remember um, that same, actually same message that, that, that Tony was at the altar, and, and I realized that my dad had dad issues. I had dad issues. It was, it was bad. And so I went to the altar, and I was crying like a baby as well. Like, I realized that there was something that God wanted to address in my heart, that it was a cycle, a stronghold that God wanted to remove from me. And so then I remember uh, when I, altar call, I was crying like a baby. I would turn around, and I ran into Pastor Mike, and he grabbed me by the shoulder and looked me in the eye, and he said, hey, I believe in you. And oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That, that did so much for me. That did so much for me. Also, um, other people around me, like Chris Aguilar, you know, like he, he constantly, regularly pushes me forward, like challenges me, encourages me, like, uh, like helps me believe in myself, believe in my company and the vision that, that God has before me in business. Like it creates opportunity for me to move forward. Like that, that's a father right there. And that's because of this church, because of Emerge. Um, you know, Carlo Cota, Miguel Ortega, like they, they, I was under them in the first two years and same, they taught me how to lead men. They taught me to be myself. They taught me that it was, a, that I didn't have to be fit a certain stereotype of a man. Like I am myself and God made me that man. And just to be confident, to be bold and courageous and to move forward. You know, and there's so many other men, Tony Rivera, South Science, David Williams. Um, you know, I said, Tony, many, 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 many more men that are here. All of us, all of us, like one way or another, we get to encourage uh, our, our brothers, our sis, our, you know, at Emerge. Um, and so after, this is the, the main thing that, that I felt, another thing that I felt that God put in my heart about, you know, this, this sharing something today. One of the biggest things that I realized that I had or that I, have, that I had given space to in my life was uh, something that's called the orphan spirit. And this isn't only for men, it's for women, for all of us in this room. So what happens when we go through a traumatic experience or when we go through rejection or, or, or abandonment or um, it just, you know, like a traumatic experience in that sense, like we give place, we, we open a door, we give a place for a demonic entity that, that could be identified as an orphan spirit, which means that, that we, we consider ourselves orphans. We start believing that, um, that God, even though we know of God, because I've been in church for almost 17 years, but it wasn't until like three years ago that I, two, last year actually, that I really realized 
that I felt like an orphan. Even though I loved God and, and I could be in the presence of God and I would worship and I would serve and, and this and that, like I still had that stronghold in my mind. And it wasn't until I said, okay, God, I'm done. Like I need to be free. I, I need to, I want to know you as my heavenly father. Even though my dad wasn't there when I needed it, you put people around me that can redeem that and, and you can show me how to break that cycle. You can show me how, what a good father looks like so that my, my sons don't have to go through that. I'm raising two, I get to raise two, two young boys, two strong men of God. And you know what? It stops right now. That's it, no more, no more. No more weak men, no more men that are getting pushed around, no more men that will lay down their life or that will follow um, the government's crazy restrictions, no more, no more. We have to stand up, we have to raise up as men and lead our families, lead our communities, be the example, be the leaders, be bold and courageous, go through the uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. Because if we're not, who else is gonna be? Our women, they're not created for that. They are not created for that. They are not created for that. Yes, they can lead and they're amazing at it, but you know what, they're not created for that weight. We get to lead with them. We get to take the weight off their shoulders, create a platform for them to lead and grow and, and, and push people forward, but we carry the weight. We deal with the consequences. That's who we are as men. And those are the things that we, that, that we are taught at Emerge. Maybe you don't feel like you're like the manliest man or you're not into like the, the raw, you know, like this, eating raw beef. Maybe you're not into that, that's not you. It's okay. Emerge is all, it's super well-rounded. Maybe you're more about the spirit, you know, spiritual side and the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's, that's okay. All of that happens there. Like I remember being in that tent and seeing crazy deliverance. Crazy deliverance. Like crazy. Crazy. So to close this down, I want to ask you a question. You know, um, if you feel unqualified, if you feel unaccepted, rejected, ignored, unworthy, insecure, unloved, if you feel like what, you know, you see Pastor Mark or Pastor Rudy, you know, Tony, you know, Tony, um, Chris, like people, you know, just killing it in business and you're like, no, that's not for me. If you've thought that, you might have given place to the, to the orphan spirit. If you see like people, if you're, you know, scrolling through Instagram and you see like a, a group of friends, you know, having dinner and like it's all fancy because it's always, you know, Instagram, everything looks fancy. Um, <laughs> It's like, and you're like, man, like, I wish I had those friends, but no, like, I'm not the type. You might have opened up the door for the orphan spirit. If, um, if, if, you, if, you have, if you have a vision in your heart, if you have dreams, and you see that they're so far away, and, they're, and you start thinking, no, well, I can't because of this and this and this, you might have opened the door to the orphan spirit. And you know what? God doesn't want you to live that life. The Bible, the Bible says that before he founded the earth, he, he ordained, he created, he planned good things for us to enjoy. Each one, each, every single one of you, like I could look each one of you in the eye and say, God has great plans for you. It's all in his promises. All of his promises are for you. But it all starts, it all starts with us reaching out to God. Because maybe you didn't have a strong father figure. Maybe you didn't have a man in your life that could lead you and, and even correct you sometimes. You didn't have that. Maybe your dad was too strict. Like he was there, but he was too strict and controlling and you couldn't be yourself. Maybe you have that. But let me tell you what. Our heavenly father is perfect. He is perfect. No one, none of us as, as humans are perfect, but he is. And he wants to be that father for us. He wants to, to show us what it feels like to be loved and to be pampered and to be spoiled. Like he wants to, to show us what it's like to always feel support.
Like he wants that. Come on. Come on. So we need to understand that when we surrender, when we surrender to Jesus, because the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no one that gets to God if not for Jesus. Like it all starts to je- with Jesus. Galatians 3.26 says, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons and daughters of God through faith. John 1.12 says, But to all who did receive him, Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Rights are not easily taken. Rights are not easily taken. Especially what's going on right now. Do not give up your rights easily. They are not easily taken. 1 John 3.1 says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we shall be called children of God, and so we are. That is an absolute truth. That's the Word of God. Nothing can change that. Seasons can change. Time can change. The world, creation can disappear. But the Word of God is forever. So we are children of God, and so we are. And so these scriptures became my reality. I am a child of God. I am made for greatness. I am called to, to, to be a blessing to others. I am called to be a, a, a good man of God, to be a strong father. And it's not just for me and my sons, but for generations to come. Like it ended with me. And so today we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to, to look up to heaven and say, God, I want this. I'm done with this. You know, we talked about the orphan spirit, you know, and it's, it's a demonic thing. But uh, Colossians 2.14 says that, that, that Jesus removed the letter of accusations against us. He removed the letter of accusations against us by nailing it to the cross. And it says, in this way, disarming all spiritual powers and authorities. So, so this is the truth, that the orphan spirit has been disarmed. It doesn't have weapons. The only weapons it has is whatever we give. And if you don't give it anything, nothing. Man, you can't touch this. <laughs> can't touch this. You can't touch this. Because I have Jesus. Because he, un- he undid it already. There is nothing that can undo the cross. The cross is undoable. It changed history. It goes from here on. Like we were cursed in the past, but we are not cursed anymore. Not cursed no more. So you might feel like, man, like, ah, I think I have given place to the orphan spirit. Well, today is our opportunity to to remind the orphan spirit that it is not allowed in our life, that it is over, that it is done because of Jesus. But it starts with Jesus. So if you're in this place and you feel like there is a gap between you and God, if you feel like, man, like I, I have these dreams and visions and, and these things, these hopes that I want to do, but it's, there's so many obstacles, like I just, there's something that keeps me separated. We, we got to look up. We got to look up to Jesus. We got to welcome him. We got to say, Jesus, help me. Clean it out. If that's you, Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. It's a reset. You draw the line on the sand. It's a clean slate for you. And so if that's you, I want to create an environment where we have that opportunity. So let's all stand. 
And with our eyes closed, like there's nothing mystical or spiritual or holy about closing your eyes. It's just you're not going to be looking at somebody in front of you or getting distracted. It's just so that you can have a moment with God right now, with your heavenly Father, your Daddy from heaven, with every eye closed. If you want this, if you want this relationship, if you want this restoration, if you want this freedom, all you have to do is, is reach out. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna count to three and then ask you to raise your hand. If, they, if that's what you want, if you want this, if you want Jesus in your life and all of the blessings that he brings with it, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. And I'm only asking you to raise your hand so that I can know who I'm praying with. And at the same time, if, if, you, uh, if you feel like you've opened up a door for the orphan spirit, if you feel like you have done things in your past that have separated you, that have made you feel like an orphan, we're gonna take this opportunity right now. You are empowered. You have the authority. If you have Jesus, you have the authority to tell this, this demon, the spirit to leave. So at the count of three, if you want Jesus, if, you, if you've never started a relationship with him, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Beautiful, I see your hand over there, thank you. I see your, that's awesome. Oh, I love it, I love it. Yes, thank you, Jesus. I see your hand, I see your hand. Yes, I see the hands in the back. I see it. Anybody else, just all you have to do is reach out, just reach out to your heavenly Father. See you right there, sir. Awesome. This is amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to say a prayer. We're going to make a declaration. You're going to repeat after me. And just mean this with all of your heart. Because now you're confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And this is what... what what begins a new season of your life, a new era, a new beginning. You're, you're becoming a new creation. So church, let's, let's repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to save me from sin. Today I declare that my sins are forgiven, that you love me, that heaven is my home, that you are my Father. And I am your child. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.